I'm Lights Camera Jackson. This is a new episode of the LCJ Q&A Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Tom and Jerry, it's in theaters and on HBO Max February 26th. And joining me is director Tim Story. Tim, it is so great to see you. Oh, it's good to be here. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed the film. It is fun. Families are going to get into it. And of course, those who grew up with Tom and Jerry. I have to imagine that uh, you were inspired by the classic cartoons as well as Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Was that an inspiration too? 100%. Big Zemeckis fan. And, and just that movie in itself, just, I remember watching it and seeing it for the first time. You were just amazed at how they took the, you know, this animation to the animation to be specific and put it with, you know, the real world. And um, that was one of the big inspirations for this movie. I just wanted to be sure that kind of spirit came into Tom and Jerry. Fingers crossed. Hopefully the audiences uh, believe we did a good job. Yeah, it's that for a new generation for sure. And I want to go to the very beginning of this movie. First of all, you voiced the pigeon announcer, which I think is so great. How did you, <laughs> how did you land that role? Yeah, well, I kind of um, spoke to a lot of people and did a lot of auditions and finally was able to do it. So, yes, we have, there's a couple of songs that the Pigeons do. They, he's, now, make sure everybody knows I'm not singing or rapping. I'm just doing the voice. Um, but we used some old, some old classic um, hip-hop. And then, of course, we had a, a great new song at the very end. And then, of course, I did some, some announcing here and there in the, uh, in the film. So look for it. Hopefully, don't, don't, um, don't punish me for it. <laughs> no, you do great with that. And also, I really liked at the beginning, it, it, within the first few minutes, there are references to Disney and the visual reference to Joker. And I thought, wow, we really got some commentary here. Yeah, well, look, I, I have a ball when, when, you, when you have a, a kind of a project that allows you to have a lot of fun and not to take it so seriously. And of course, I was also, um, you know, being at Warner Brothers, uh, there was a little bit of a freedom you have with with dealing with one of my favorite uh, characters of Batman. So I had a lot of fun with that. And anytime we could kind of, um, you know, poke, poke, you know, kind of have some fun and, and we would do it. And I find that that's what makes these type of films fun is when they don't take themselves so seriously. And you kind of wink to the audience every now and then to let them know, we know, what we, we know this is ridiculous, but sit back and have a good time. That's right. And as I'm watching some of these crazy chase sequences and like the sequence in the uh, hotel room where everything goes everywhere. And I just how was it filming and staging those kinds of scenes, knowing you've got live action elements and you've got animated elements to deal with? Well, that's what it's all about. One of the things when I first got this movie was I have to destroy as much as possible. And of course, since we I knew we weren't going to be in a house, which is where we're first. Uh, we're most um, uh, used to them destroying. Um, I knew that I had to take one of these hotel rooms and rip it to shreds. And that was what, that's what was great. And to kind of plot out what they were gonna do and tearing curtains and knocking over tables and bringing down chandeliers, all of that stuff makes it worth it. And, we, and to think, you know, as we were shooting it, that later on these iconic characters would be jumping all over this room it was just one of the most exciting things of making this project. And I, I knew from early on that I had to do it successfully. Yeah, you destroy a lot of stuff in this film. A lot of stuff. <laughs> wow, it is amazing. And, and does it almost feel like you're making two movies because you have, you're filming the live action scenes and then all the time it takes to do the animation? 
I couldn't have said it better. One of the things that I had to get used to in making this movie is that you really do, you're making two films. You're um, doing your normal production and pre-production and all of this stuff. But at the same time, you're also having to figure out what are these characters gonna do? At every moment of the, of the, of the film or in the scenes that they're in, you have to always ask yourself, okay, well, where would Jerry stand? And where would Tom stand? And, and so in doing that, you had to kind of plot out the movie before you shot the movie. And for the most part, sure, we do a lot of that when we're doing normal films, but you don't do it to the extent of actually creating the choices for an actor or actors. And that's what we had to do throughout this film. It was a, it was a fun muscle to uh, kind of flex. Cool. Tim Story joining me right now on the LCJ Q&A podcast talking about Tom and Jerry, which I think is going to be a big hit, not only for families to watch at home, but to go to the theater safely and check this out. It'll make some big money at the box office for classic Tom and Jerry fans, those who grew up loving this and and for Jerry Beck at Animation Scoop, who I work for, who can't wait to see this. What was the task for you in, in figuring out, okay, I have to make it feel classic and nostalgic for that generation, but also I, I, maybe do I want to modernize these characters a little bit and have it for a 21st century modern generation of kids? Well, that was the rule. You know, you kind of started off and I, when I first got on it, you bring out all of this stuff that you remember, you know, the big orchestra hits, you know, the fact that they did a lot with jazz music, the fact that all of their props and things that they were, were older and this and that. So you would first start off with that, but then you would always ask yourself the question, well, what music could they be listening to? And if they, if Jerry's going to have his own home, back then it was about certain items that he might use, but he's in a hotel now. Does he find an iPhone? Does he find, you know, um, earbuds that allows him to have speakers? And, and so we would just do a constant that. But what was great is we also created a hotel that was, that has been around for quite a while, you know, which allowed us to kind of be in both worlds. Although we were in an ornate type of hotel that gave us like this, this, um, this homage back to that time when they were created, we were also uh, with people in cell phones and technology and, and, and as we make references to TikTok and just all kinds of things. We just always wanted to be sure that we were trying to make this movie or we, you know, for every generation. And we just made it a point. Look, I have, um, I have three kids, 16, 14, and nine, and they never made me forget that you have to also make it for the teenagers and the 25-year-olds. And so hopefully we were able to do that and make a, a family movie that everybody can enjoy. Oh, yeah. Everybody will definitely be able to enjoy this. And uh, for Hanna-Barbera, were there requests from the estates, from the companies, anybody in particular say, we want to make sure you do this or you hit these certain points or do certain things with these characters? Well, interestingly enough, and luckily um, for a filmmaker, I had the complete freedom, you know, to do what I wanted to. This is uh, completely owned by the Warner, Warner Brothers Media. On top of that, what was great for me or, or something that I thought was very important is I went back and, and started reading about them and started reading about how they created these iconic characters and where it came from. And so there was, there was more of a, um, a, a personal obligation to be sure that they're represented as, as well as I could. And that was fun. You know, I always made it a point to go back to their original um, cartoon shorts. I didn't really look at anything else besides the first original, I want to say it's 112 or something like that, anywhere between the foot, you know, mid 40s, late 40s to er, like, I want to say 60, 61, but it might have been just the late 50s. I just made it a point to stick to those, those shorts and only use kind of material I know from those. And, and hopefully if the estate or anybody is checking it out, but specifically uh, 
Hanna-Barbera fans or Tom and Jerry fans. They um, feel that we gave that a lot of respect. And as I'm watching this movie, I think maybe there there should be a couple spinoffs. The first spinoff, I think, in terms of live action here, as we shift a little bit, I think Chloe Grace Moretz and Jordan Bulger are terrific together and they deserve their own rom-com. The chemistry is <laughs> great. <laughs> they, they were awesome. We even made it a point to, well, you know, we kind of hinted at it at the same time. We didn't want to go too uh, overt with, uh, you know, with the romance, the romance uh, situation, but they would be awesome. I mean, look, they're, they're both fabulous actors. I, I'm with you with your first spinoff. There you go. <laughs> Great. All right. Here comes spinoff number two. Okay. Lil Rel Howery as the angel and the devil. Now, um, they're now we're talking. Those are some funny scenes. And of course, Lil Rel, one of the most talented comic actors uh, working today, and even a little drama in the, the film Clouds he was in a few months ago. And I, those moments are great. Yeah, now we're talking. Uh, I, I've been wanting to work with Lil Rel for some time. And it was amazing that I could bring him into this process. And for him to take on the angel and the devil, and for those of you who haven't seen it, we're, we're not giving too much away. Um, for him to come back and be uh, over and over again, that would be an awesome spinoff. Uh, you, are, you are two for two, my man. Beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I want to see more. And also, there's a moment, and this doesn't spoil things too much, but there's a moment involving baseball in this movie. Mm. And as I'm listening to it, I'm going, wait a second. That is Joe Buck. Joe Buck is yes. in this film. How did you get Joe Buck on board for this? Well, once again, what you, what you love about this, this iconic property is that people know it. And as soon as you bring it up, I, there was never anybody that went, oh, no, not, not. Everybody was always like, I'm in. And so that's what was fun. So to have Joe on, on it, and, and even there was things that, you know, because uh, even when he says, um, uh, this ball is crushed, he was, he was telling us, you know, we did a foul ball in the, in the, the movie. And he's like, Tim, I would never say that there. And I'm going, yeah, but it, that's your iconic saying. I, I got to use, use it. So he was a, he was a great sport to, to come in and do this for us. And um, I'm so glad you, you recognize that. He's one of the, you know, how do you do baseball without his voice? Exactly. He is an icon in the sports world. Perfect choice for this, uh, which is so great. And, and Tim, to, to wrap things up here on this episode of the LCJ Q&A podcast, Obviously, Tom and Jerry, iconic in television, and, and now with this film reaching a new audience, you've directed a lot of big movies over the years. Would you consider continuing on this franchise maybe in another television setting? If they were to go back to television in some live-action animated form, would you like to be on board for that? That would be fun. Any, any way that I could come back and, and be sure that these characters have more life in this type of setting, this hybrid setting, I'm all in. I mean, I'm a very big fan of this type of filmmaking. I thought that to do a hybrid movie with Tom and Jerry and keeping them to the animation with the real world was actually the only way to go forward just because we had, we, we'd grown up with them as animation. And of course, obviously I would never want them to be a real cat and a real mouse. So this seems to be the only way to go to, for the future of, of, uh, of these characters. And so for me to be a part of that, this universe, I, I would be uh, delighted. Wonderful. I'd love to see, see it continue on and for you to be a part of it as well. Tim Story, director of Tom and Jerry in theaters and on HBO Max on February the 26th. Congratulations on this. And thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much, my man. I'll talk, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Jackson. For more, go to lights-camera-jackson.com and follow me on Twitter at LCJ Reviews and Instagram at LightsCamJackson. Jackson.